Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Hey, man. It's uh, Wednesday, November 3rd, the year of our Lord 2021. The middle of the week. Yes, it is. And, it's all those things. And this is timely. Okay, it's timely. Why is it timely? Well, no, I just because I gave the date. Now we know we're oh we're okay. up to date. Okay, we yeah, all right. Very good. Very good. This is hot off the presses and up to date. We're we're recording this. I don't know three weeks a month early, but um, we know exactly what is needed today. Well, t- you know, technology is an amazing thing. <laughs> well, we know what's needed today because what's needed is the Word of God, it and that's where we're going to be. Boy, we're going to get into uh, just one of my favorite little sections here of miracles in Matthew chapter nine. I'm going to read verses 18 through 26 from the English Standard Version. While he was saying these things to them, behold, a ruler came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. And Jesus rose and followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who had suffered from a discharge of blood for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went throughout all the district. As Matthew's telling these accounts, I think this is the first, first time he's raised the dead. And so we, you know, we get to a, an incredible uh, miracle. I mean, they've all been amazing, but now he's raised the dead. Wow! Uh, he is the life. Yeah, he is the life. He is the life. Uh, but taking and again, this, uh, you know, the, these miracles are recorded for us in Mark and in Luke with lots of details. So just trying to kind of take this as Matthew presents it. Um, it's simplified. I feel like in that way there's more emphasis placed upon uh, the people that need the help. You've got this young daughter who died, and then this other woman, apparently more aged, but also with a long, uh, some type of problem, you know, that she needs help from, deliverance. It's two ladies. Yeah. So we're we're not told in this text that the little girl is 12 years old. We are told that the the discharge has been happening for this for the grown woman for 12 years. 12 years, yeah. Um, but... Okay, before we get into the content, can I back up and just make a kind of an apologetic claim? Uh, People will sit back and discuss and fuss and argue about which gospel came first, and then you have all these theories about Q, and there were some stories, and obviously Mark came first because it's the shortest, and so Matthew and Luke are built upon that, and then blah, 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 blah. This is one of those stories that really throws a wrench in some of that. Yeah. Because it's hard to say that what you have is Mark is the briefest, just given the bare bones, and Matthew and Luke oh, expand yeah, on that. Expanders. When we've got this amazing story right here that actually Matthew gives us the briefest of bare bones, does a little compressing in order to get the point across. Yeah. Whereas Mark expands and has so much more. So now which is it? Is Matthew expanding on Mark? Is Mark expanding on Matthew? Maybe what we should do is not ruminate on things too great for us, Mm. too weighty and above our pay grade. We just take them the way they come. 
and recognize, I think, again, Matthew is using a rhetorical technique in his writing that we might call compressing. Mm-hmm. He's he's trying to get across the point of what Jesus does here rather than giving us the transcription of everything that was said in the exact order that it was said. And he wants to get across a point. There's a little girl that died, mm-hmm. and there's a woman that's come in the middle of this that has this hemorrhage of blood. Mm-hmm. And the little girl is the daughter of a ruler. ruler a ruler of the synagogue. A ruler of the synagogue. And then this woman is just some woman who's someone, had a discharge of blood. in a crowd, evidently. Yeah. And, and with, with, a, with a mission. If I could just touch even the hem of his garment. Uh, so we see great conviction and great faith in her that he is the healer. We've kind of been t- talking about that, how uh, people are going out of their way to, to come to him and to seek out healing and even amazing things, you know, like paralyzed, uh, the paralyzed and all this. So here's a ruler. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just that idea of ruler is... Interesting when the first thing he does is he come in and he kneels before Jesus. Yeah. The ruler kneels. Here's a ruler when the, the New King James even says worshiped. Oh, is that one another place? Yeah, so that's it's a, probably that's that Proskeneo word. Probably again. is that Proskeneo Yeah. Word. So the idea of, of laying out before Jesus yeah. and giving obeisance and worship yeah. to Jesus, honoring and lifting him up and saying, Look, I get it, I'm a ruler, but what I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna cast down my golden crown before you mm-hmm. and talk about how worthy you are, Mm -hmm. and I am going to beg for some mercy. Mm -hmm. My daughter is dying, Mm -hmm. has died, is so close to death, it may have even already happened by the time I've come here, but I believe you can do something about this. Now, the interesting thing is, he doesn't say what the centurion said from the last chapter. You mean Jesus and his response? No, I mean mean the ruler. He does not say... he doesn't say about the authority. He he doesn't say, could you just speak the word? Because, look, I don't have time to get you to my house. But I know you could just speak the word right now, and she could be healed. Again, remember, Jesus says, I haven't found this kind of faith in Israel. And even afterwards, here's this ruler that doesn't come with that faith of the centurion, that you can just say the word and it'll happen. It's come lay your hand on her. And, and something will happen. So uh, kind of an interesting contrast. But when we think about the comparison between the ruler and the woman with the discharge of blood, mm-hmm. I think we should walk through what kind of societal, cultural, relational differences do you have between a person who's a ruler mm-hmm. and a person who for 12 years has had a discharge has of blood? the hemorrhage. And so, again, with the law of Moses, you've got the, the deal with, with this uh, persistent hemorrhage that she's unclean. Uh, and so she's also for, uh, you know, not quite like the leper we talked about in the last chapter, but unable to um, participate fully in, in the religious system uh, of the Jews. She's sick physically, but also, uh, you know, societal. She's, uh, she's on the outs a little bit. And anything and anybody she touches becomes unclean. Mm-hmm. There's not anybody in the crowd that wants her there well, if they knew the situation she was in. And, you know, interesting parallel. Uh, the ruler wants Jesus to go touch the dead. It's his daughter, but go touch the dead. Again, unclean. So in this story where we have, we know from other accounts, a fellow named Jairus, a ruler of That's the Jews the name in the synagogue. Of, yeah, the little girl's dad. He's come and wants Jesus to come heal, and in the middle of that is sandwiched the story of the woman with the discharge of blood. And you cannot help in hearing this story to recognize 
the societal distinction. Here is someone that ought to be preferred, a ruler yes. of the synagogue, yes. probably a wealthy man who, who should be lifted up. We do see him honoring Jesus, and that's great. But boy, when you're reading this story, we all know who should take precedence in this story. Yeah. I mean, it should be the ruler, yes. right? Yes. He's, he's the one that's up and above. And, and, and boy, you know what? If I'm going to conduct a good campaign, who do I want on my side? Yeah. I want the rulers on my side. Yeah. And, and it's an interesting thing that, that you frame it that way, too, because the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they're starting to turn on Jesus now. But the ruler's not siding with them. The ruler's laying out for Jesus. Well, that's interesting. When I have a really, really, really great need, mm-hmm. and I think you can fulfill that need, I might side with you rather than the people who are against you. Yeah. Which ties into what we said in the past couple of days about what our really, really great need is, is the forgiveness of sins. And Jesus is the one who can offer that. So what I uh, appreciate, I want to talk about before the clock gets too far away from us, is how you have the ruler's daughter coming and and calling Jesus to help my daughter. Yeah. There's this woman with the hemorrhage of blood who touches the hem of his garment and how does Jesus address her? Be of good cheer, daughter. Yeah. I think there's a more parallel going on here than what I first realized. Is that beautiful? It's absolutely beautiful. Because the picture is of a ruler who you would think in society would take precedence. He's more worthy. He deserves more. And his daughter should take precedence. Mm -hmm. Jesus should be dropping everything and ignoring everybody to get to that ruler and his daughter. But here comes in this woman with a hemorrhage of blood, unclean. Nobody in the crowd would want her there if they knew the situation she was in. She reaches out and she touches his garment and Jesus stops, Mm -hmm. calls attention to it, Mm -hmm. lifts her up, and then actually tells us why. Take heart, daughter. Mm -hmm. The ruler's daughter is actually this woman with the hemorrhage of blood. She is the daughter of the one true ruler, God. And so is the little girl. Yeah. They are both daughters of God. This is the story of two daughters. Mm -hmm. And Jesus doesn't choose between them. He doesn't act like one of them takes precedence over the other. And I think that's important to say because I know we're in a day and age right now with our culture and our society that actually has the roles reversed. We think that if you're a ruler and you're wealthy, you're actually unworthy and have obviously been practicing injustice. And so those who are poor, (laughs) uh, they deserve precedence. Jesus doesn't give precedence to either one. He looks at both of them. They are daughters. They are God's daughters. They are his daughters. And so daughter be healed. And then he goes to the little girl and he raises her also. I see a parallel here too, that the ruler comes and humbles himself. The father humbles himself to effect the saving of a daughter. Mm. And here is Christ humbling himself, leaving heaven, coming here as earth to effect the saving of the daughter. Here's a very pragmatic point on this then, Andrew, is that you and I shouldn't be comparing ourselves to others, either within the church or outside the church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. God doesn't give precedence to uh, elders' wives and daughters, preachers' wives and daughters, daughters. versus anyone else's wives and daughters, because they are all God's daughters. 
he does not give precedence to governor's daughters or CEO's daughters Mm -hmm. or ruler's daughters or president's daughters or king's daughters because they are all his daughters. Yeah, yeah. I think this also applies to sons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here we are, children of God. We have been created by him. We have been given life by him. He is our father. Remember that from the prayer in the Sermon yeah, on the Mount? Yeah, our, our father. father. He is our father. He is the father of all of us, not just my father, mm-hmm. our father. And so he sees us as his sons. He sees the sisters as his daughters. daughters. And it doesn't matter who your earthly daddy is or who your earthly mommy is. It matters, is God your father? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. Jesus your king and your savior? And he, he, does, not, he does not look at, at women and men the way women and men look at each other. And so here is Jesus, the Savior. We appreciate so much you uh, joining us for the conversation today. Uh, read that over again a second time and key into the word daughter. I think it'll really bless you. Beautiful. Let us know. Let us know uh, what you're uh, learning as you read the scripture. Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Find us over at the uh, Facebook group. Uh, participate in that. We'd just love to hear from you. We're going to have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Uh, we can't help but be moved by the, the compassion and the humbling of this Father doing anything to effect a salvation for his daughter by the faith of this woman with the hemorrhage who would who would press into the crowd just, just to even touch the hem of the garment of Jesus. And how, Father, he does save. We pray, Father, that we might grow to have that kind of faith, that kind of humility, that kind of commitment and conviction about Jesus, our one and only Savior. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.